0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
1: There's a dark and a troubled side of life. There's a bright and a sunny side too. Though we meet with the darkness and strife, The sunny side we also may view Keep on the sunny side Always on the sunny side Keep on the sunny side of life It will help us every day It will brighten all the way If we keep on the sunny side of life The storm and its fury broke Rushing hopes that we cherish so dear The clouds and storms will in time pass away The sun again will shine bright and clear Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side Keep on the sunny side of life It will help us every day it will brighten all the way if we keep on the sunny side of life. Let us greet with the song of hope each day, though the moment be cloudy or fair. Let us trust with our Savior always, who we'll keepeth everyone in. On the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if we keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if we keep on the sunny side of life. Sowing in the morning, sowing seeds of kindness, sowing in the noontide and the dewy eve. Waiting for the harvest and the time of reaping, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Sowing in the sunshine, sowing in the shadows, Fearing neither clouds nor winter's chilly breeze, By and by the harvest and the labor ended, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Going forth with weeping, sowing for the Master Though the loss sustained, our spirit often grieves When the weeping's over, He will bid us welcome We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves
2: we shall come
1: rejoicing, bringing in the sheep.
2: Welcome to Worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Geronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Teig, and thanks today to Jim Hagerud and Debbie Tague, our musicians. Our reader and provider of the children's message is Kathy Christensen, And our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You're able to join us by NUIC podcast and at at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning at WPCA Radio 93.1 FM. And it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin. And again, through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Diane Fall, And we want to thank Diane and WPCA radio for this broadcast. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus name, your present location is the church. You may want to put a cloth down to lay down before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your worship at home. You may also want to have a Bible and Bibles for the kids, for the home worship materials. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. God, the creator, Jesus, our savior, and the spirit, our breath of life, amen. We confess our sins before God and one another. Saving God, too often we have turned away from you and toward ourselves. We have not had unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart or a humble mind. We have repaid evil for evil, we have failed to serve. Draw us back into the joy of your beloved community and give us eager hearts to love our neighbors. God, who redeems all flesh, gives you new life in Christ and forgives you all your sins, rejoice in the grace and mercy of God through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. I hope you can join us as we sing Are gathering songs. I have found a friend
1: in Jesus. He's everything to me. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. The lily of the valley, in him alone I see. All my needs to cleanse and make me fully whole sorrow he's my comfort in trouble he's my stay he tells me every care on him to roll he's the lily of the valley the bright and morning star he's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul he all my grief has taken He's my strong and mighty tower I have all for him forsaken And all my idols stored From the heart and now he keeps me by his power
0: Though all
1: the world forsake me And Satan tempt me sore Through Jesus Christ I gladly reach the goal He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand for my soul. He will never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here, while I live by faith and do His blessed will. A wall of fire about me, I'm nothing. Shall feel. Then sweeping up to glory to see his blessed face where the rivers of delight shall ever roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. He's the lily of the valley.
2: Good neighbors is a call to worship. God calls us to love one another. Let us practice hospitality, and in all humility, serve one another with joy. And will you join me for the prayer of the day? Merciful God, you have called us to be stewards of your grace. Inspire us to serve one another with whatever gifts we have received for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of the peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures, and if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings as Kathy Christensen shares them with you.
3: The first reading comes from Matthew five forty three through 48. You have heard what it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of the Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The second reading comes from First Peter chapter four. Since before Christ suffered in the flesh, Arm yourself also with the same intention. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has finished with sin, so as to live for the rest of your earthly life no longer by human desires, but by the will of God. You have already spent enough time in doing what the Gentiles like to do, living in licentiousness, passions, drunkenness, revels, carousing, and lawful, lawless idolatry. They are surprised that you no longer join them in the same excessive of dispensation, and so they blaspheme. But they will have to give an accounting to him who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was proclaimed, even to the dead, so that though they have been judged in the flesh as everyone is judged, they might live in the spirit as God does. The ending of all things is near, Therefore, be serious and disciplined yourself for the sake of your prayers. Above above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the very words of God. Whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies, so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fierce orde- ordeal that is taking place among you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you are sharing Christ's suffering, so that you may also be glad and shout for joy when his glory is revealed. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit of glory, which is the Spirit of God, is resting on you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, a criminal, or even as a mischievous maker. Yet, if any of you suffers as a Christian, do not consider it a disgrace, but glorify God because you bear this his name. For the time has come for judgment to begin with the household of God. If it begins with us, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinners? Therefore... Let your suffering in accordance with God will entrust themselves to a faithful creator while counting to do good. Here ends the reading. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. I want you to think about some nice words that you might say to somebody. Do you have some nice words in mind? Now... Think about some mean words that might be said to someone. Do you have those mean words in your mind too? I'm going to read a few phrases and you can think about these phrases. Are they nice or are they mean? Well, here goes. Number one, I don't like you. I think that's mean. How about the second one? You are my friend. I think that's nice. This third one, you're stupid. Well, of course that's mean. How about the last one? I will share this with you. That's a nice phrase. The last couple of weeks, we've been listening to some readings from the New Testament in the book of First Peter. Peter has been writing letters to a bunch of churches. And in these letters, Peter says a lot about how people in the church communities can live in peace. Peter talks a lot about nice words versus mean words. Have you ever used a mean word towards someone? Has anyone ever used a mean word towards you? And how did it make you feel? Well, Peter had an interesting idea about remembering not to use mean words. And he said, when you speak, imagine that you are speaking God's words. So, speak loving words, speak hospitable words, don't complain, be good stewards, show grace, serve one another with gifts that God gave you. Those are the words that God wants you to speak. If your words aren't kind and loving and caring, we're not speaking God's words. So remember, when you are talking to other people, anybody that you think of the kind, loving, caring words of God. And by doing this, we can change people to love God also. Let us pray. Dear God, help me to speak kindly to people. Help me to remember to use nice words, not mean ones. Help me to show love to all that I meet in my life. In your name, amen.
2: it's good to be with you this morning again. I have to admit uh, the last couple weeks have been a little difficult uh, trying to get energy up or from having had COVID. Uh, And as we shared in the first song, you heard a little background noise from our granddaughter, who's with us for a few days. And uh, even if we had energy, I think she would take it all out of us. But uh, walk on the sunny side, I guess is a good thing to remember. In the narrative, again, this text is one that is sometimes hard to kind of remember, but I liked what the person who wrote uh, the narrative gives a little bit of a theme, and I'd like to share that again with you. Its main idea is God invites us to cultivate healthy living as a gift from God. A text like today runs the risk of suggesting that a Christian life is a more difficult life, fulfilled only with self-restraint and deprivation. But if you speak with anyone who has recovered from addictions, including alcohol, sex, or gambling, this text lands quite differently. God's words do not intend to make our lives more difficult, but less. There is nothing easy about battling addiction or even for that matter, simply living with the consequences of licentiousness, passions, or drunkenness. Immersing oneself in addiction or overuse in these things does not and cannot lead to fulfillment. It can temporarily satisfy an itch, but the consequences of all these will inevitably make life hard. Addictions and overuse can lead to multiple health problems, including liver disease, weakened heart, cancer, stroke, depression, brain damage, and so much more. They can lead to relational problems, including infidelity, domestic violence, and divorce. They can lead to financial problems, including money, spent to fight DUIs, treatment centers, and the losses that come with gambling addiction. They can lead to problems, including self-doubt, loss of self-worth, isolation, despair, depression, and disassociation. And to make matters worse, these illnesses are contagious. Those around you begin to suffer physical, emotional, financial, and self-esteem issues too. So does any of that sound appealing? I think not. No good can come of indulging or overindulging in the things of the flesh. God invites us to step away from the dangerous behaviors and learn to cultivate healthy ones. The absence of these behaviors isn't deprivation. It is the spiritual nurturing of the blessings that come from living with health, integrity, selfishness, selflessness, faith and love. I think we all know this and we probably agree with it, but sometimes we say it differently. I was just recently on the good old internet, and they had an article on one of the old Major League Baseball players who was a Hall of Famer. He made millions, but he had alcohol problems, had many affairs. He died in his 60s, was afraid of death. His marriage was on the rocks. The family was dysfunctional. And the article was about how sad and tragic his life was. But it was interesting to read some of the responses. One guy wrote, yeah, but you gotta understand, he really knew how to live it up. He had a great life. Exactly opposite of what the article is saying. We sometimes think that we look at these people who have money and they throw it around and are partying all the time that life is just grand. But when I look behind the scenes, we see there's a lot of hurt. I love what the author of the narrative said, it temporarily satisfies an itch. Remember, as kids, you'd get mosquito bites or some bite that would itch like crazy, and they would tell us not to itch, but we would. And after a while, it wasn't just a, a welt, but it was a bleeding sore from us scratching it way too much. That's really what this is about when we talk about not living life the way God wants us to. Yeah, it may satisfy the itch for a bit, but soon it becomes an open sore. The second text talks about love your neighbors and not only love your neighbors, but your enemies. I'd like to share a couple of quick stories that kind of go around these two themes. The first is the one about a convert from a Sufi story. There once was a convert who had developed a reputation for being a fanatical believer. His vehement attacks on his opponents were known for their anger and harsh rhetoric. One day he explained to a teacher, For years I worked for the devil full time. Now I work for the Lord full time. I have dedicated my life to opposing everyone whose beliefs are false and who teaches errors. Fighting lies is a full time job. The teacher asked the man, Have you attempted to put yourself in your opponent's positions before you attack them? Indeed, I have, replied the convert. I study them carefully in order to make my charges more devastating. Through study, I discover their weaknesses. And suddenly, the mild mannered teacher exploded. He shouted and pointed his finger at the convert. He called the man names until the convert begged his teacher to stop. Once again, calm and soft-spoken, the teacher continued. In order to put yourself in the place of your opponents, it is not enough to know what they think. You must also know how they feel when you attack them. Only when you fully understand your opponent intellectually and emotionally, will you be a full servant of the truth. From that day on, the convert was a more humble and thoughtful man. I think that would be advisable for all of us these days. So many of us are trying to guard our political beliefs, our religious beliefs by yelling, by just calling other people names, saying they're not Christian. We end up challenging their faith because ours is so righteous. We think we know the truth and we don't listen. We don't understand, we don't hear. This text today invites us to be in healthy relationships with people, not looking down on their sins, but trying to help them grow in faith and in life. The other one story is an eye for an eye. We all hear this stories of anger and revenge anger easily turns to hatred which ends in murder the cross is not only god's answer to the wrath of the sadducees and the rage of the pharisees but also to our anger if anger is not transformed by love it becomes a powerful and senseless force as we see in this story in a large town there were two merchants who were fierce competitors their stores were across the street from each other The sole method each man had of determining the success of his business was not daily profit, but how much more business he had than his competitor. If a customer made a purchase at the store of one merchant, he would taunt his competitor when the sale was complete. The rivalry grew each succeeding year. One day, God sent an angel to one of the merchants with an offer. The Lord God has chosen to give you a great gift, the angel said. Whatever you desire, you will receive. Ask for riches, long life, healthy children, and the wish is yours. There is one stipulation, the angel cautioned. Whatever you receive, your competitor will get twice as much. If you ask for a thousand gold coins, he will receive two thousand. If you become famous, he will become twice as famous. The angel smiled, this is God's way of teaching you a lesson. But the merchant thought for a moment, you will give me anything I request. The angel nodded, the man's face darkened. I ask that you strike me blind in one eye. Revenge when you could have so much more in life than taking it out on others. Peter in these lessons talk about that for the people and their relationships with each other in the church, talks about it to us today in our relationships, in our communities, in our church, in our nation and in our world. It's not about being the one who is best at everything It is not about being number one. It's about serving others in kindness in integrity, in faith and in love. One of my favorite stories is out of North Dakota, a devotional I read a number of years ago. Guy raised sheep and uh, he had quite a few of them. And his neighbor had a dog that liked sheep a little bit too much also and ended up killing a few of his sheep. Now I know from my experience, when a sheep got killed by one of our neighbors, I wanted to make sure that dog got shot. I wanted it dead. This neighbor did something uniquely different. He waited until his neighbor's daughter, little daughter had a birthday and he gave her a little lamb as a present now that little girl loved that lamb that family learned to love that lamb but they had to make sure the dog didn't run free to kill that lamb and so what happened is the neighbor instead of getting revenge in a harsh way was able to bring reconciliation in a kind way by offering a gift and isn't that really the story of god with us gift of grace, so that we can give grace to others, to bring healthy relationships, to bring full relationships. But first we start with God, knowing his love for us. Then it moves to our neighbor. And it helps us have the kind of self-respect, self-esteem that we can love ourselves so that we can love others. Neighbors, have a good week, living in the grace of God. Amen.
4: We are one in the Spirit, we are one. Whoa.
1: it be, dear Lord, let it be, thou will never see. do.
4: Precious Savior, still my
1: plea. Daily walking close to Thee, Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. Glory to the God, the Son, Creator Spirit One As when life Was first begun Let it be Dear Lord Let it be Just a Closer walk with Thee Precious Savior you still might
2: be daily
1: walking close to thee Let it be
4: dear Lord, let it be.
2: Let us continue this worship service by sharing our faith in the words of the Apostles Creed. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
4: Lord, listen to your children pray. Send us power,
5: send us grace. Assured of God's promise to redeem all creation through Christ, we pray for the Church, the world, and all in need. God of all, give us courage to live in accordance to your word, even when it might put us in opposition to the world. Hold us in our suffering for your name's sake. Faithful God, you hear our prayer. Make us good stewards of your creation that we might protect and cherish what you have entrusted to us for the good of ourselves and future generations. Faithful God, you hear our prayer. Guide and inspire leaders at every level to serve as you would have them. Spur us to action in supporting them that we may do our part in building healthy communities. Faithful God, you hear our prayer. In the person of Jesus Christ, you have keenly felt the pain and suffering of humanity. Hold all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Damon Timon, Becky Anderson, Arlene Johnson, Craig Olson, Jean Hoisington, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Dave Christensen, Helen Jorgensen, Edna Henrikson, Richard Roos, and Shirley Lance. Faithful God, you hear our prayer. We are all your saints, O God, called into a life of faith and devotion to you. Inspire us by the memory of those saints who have preceded us until we meet again face to face. Faithful God, you hear our prayer. Holy God, we place all for whom we pray into your loving care, trusting in the promise of your salvation. Amen.
2: continue with the offering. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Let us continue with the offertory prayer. God, you have entrusted us with the stewardship of all that you have given us. In a spirit of generosity, we offer these gifts in service to others. Pour out your blessing on them that they may change lives. Amen. And we'll continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you a favor and grant you peace. Amen.
1: Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. My conduct, his likeness shall see. Take time to Then with my waking thoughts, bright with thy praise, do
0: Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Namor, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at NUICParish.org. That's NUICParish.org. Until next time.